When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to what I have decided is going to be the season one finale of She's Startin'. I actually don't really know what what the rules are for deciding what season is, like when it starts and ends. All I know is that I've only done, I don't know, I actually don't know how many episodes I've done of this, but uh, I've decided that it's the end of the Beverly Hills reunion, so it will be the end of season one. And I already have a uh, season two premiere, which is fun to call it. I already have that in the bank. I just need to edit it. It was with the incomparable Jamie Stein. If you don't follow him on Instagram, you must. But I'll plug him for that episode. For now, we are just going to focus on the madness that is part four of the reunion. I'm telling you guys, like I sat down to rewatch to take notes just for the pod and I was like I can't I turned it off I was, I can't I can't sit and observe this behavior anymore it's just not fun you know Nini in her slow decline I will call it because she definitely it's I think it's discussed in Dave Quinn's new book Not All Diamonds and Rosé but Nini got paranoid and so she got dark and she became in her mind. It was like her against everyone else. And Erica feels that way. Even, even though she's got Rena next to her, it, it, it even feels like there's a few times where everyone's sort of talking at once. And I don't think she can quite tell what was said by the people on her couch but she like looks over and she's like, hold on and gets snappy. And it, I, I want to say it was Rinna, but the editing was too quick. I tried to catch it. But she's she really looks at herself as if she's in attack mode against every single person there. And maybe that's justified. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. But the episode starts off where Crystal has just asked the question, where's your anger towards Tom? 
And I'm going to go ahead and just play the clip because so much happens in the clip and we're going to kind of like talk through it together because I couldn't even take notes fast enough. Here, I'll just play the clip. All right, here we go. Who believes Erica did not know anything about what Tom was doing? I don't think I, she knew. I've never thought I really that never she thought knew. that she knew. I never thought she knew. I don't think Tom Girardi told said, her anything. But I, I have a question which has bothered me. Where's your anger towards him? You think I don't have any because you haven't seen it? No, or I haven't I shown enough anger here today? What do you want me to do? I am very angry. Hear it in my voice, all right? Am I angry now enough for you? Like, what a bitch. Am I angry enough for you? Girl, that's not... That's... So, if she wasn't in such defensive mode, when Crystal says, where's your anger towards him? I haven't seen it. Erica could say, I just keep it to myself because I can't... I can't show that side of me for whatever reason. But let's face it, none of us are buying her story for why she left anyway. So I'm going to keep playing the clip because the clip keeps going and then we'll, we'll dive in further. When the women ask you questions that seem fairly reasonable, you lash out at Absolutely. them. Absolutely. I'm lashing out at everyone, Andy, and why wouldn't I? But if and people not, don't understand not, what's going on, then well, why, why should is it I say normal anything? for them to ask the question? Because what I tell you the truth. I understand, but you're you're biting people's heads and off. You were being accused of doing all of these things. I would be furious. Then thank you. But if it was my friends asking me, I would try to make them understand. I did without I, isolating them. Well, I'm, I haven't isolated them. You just bit Crystal's head off. She just told me I wasn't angry enough. She was asking you if you're angry at him because she didn't know. Because she didn't feel it. No, because no, you haven't been angry no, because at him I ha- in this we haven't seen it. Because I we haven't, haven't shown it. it in the way that everyone wants me to. It's not about how everyone wants you to. It's about so what people's it's, understanding is. So now is. it's too much. I'm just saying, I don't think these women are asking you questions in a way that they're against you. I think I they're do. trying to get information. You do? I think some you do. Some aren't. I love Andy's, like, it's like a dad voice. Like he's, he has a kid now, so he's talk. it's like he's talking to Ben when he's having a tantrum. He's like, he's like, listen, Erica, they're just trying to tell you that maybe they have a question. She's like, why? Why? But then when she goes, because I tell the truth, why would you, why would you need to ask a question? Because I tell the truth. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't makes sense he's like why do you get so mad at them when they ask a question because i tell them the truth what that doesn't that doesn't track that doesn't make sense at all okay so they keep going and erica says uh you guys know me you can read all of it talk to me about it and garcelle they just like everyone starts talking but garcelle's like we've tried which is true. They've tried. Everyone is constantly attempted, but they can feel your energy is not wide open and honest like you keep claiming it is. And then Dorit tries to join in and Erica does that thing again where she goes, do you want to be in my position, Dorit? I don't get this comeback. What is, what? It's, it's like, 
Dorit isn't saying, <laughs> Erica, I'm so jealous of you. I wish I could be like you. Er- Dorit's like just trying to make a point. And she's done it now twice to Dorit at Kathy's dinner. And then Dorit responded. Remember, uh, she says something like, um, Dorit, do you want to be in my, do you want this life or something? And Dorit's like, no one would ever want this life. Makes no sense. All right. So in response to Dorit, then Erica's like, how do you think I felt watching, because they already covered this, but she's like, how do you think I felt watching you and your husband and your husband making fun of my fucked up life? And Kyle goes, first of all, I want to apologize. And Andy, like under his breath, he's like, you already did. Because Kyle's acting like she didn't just say it. You, You said we did this last episode. And Dorit then makes a valid point. She explains the reason why it made sense for them not to include Erica in the initial meeting at her house that they're all saying Sutton called. And it's because she left right before the LA Times article came out. Granted, she just had a huge blow up with production also Garcelle. Um, but she did leave and she didn't message any. It's not like this article drops and she says nothing. It's not like she was like, hey, guys, you may have seen the article. Nope. She just doesn't say a word about it. So then they have this meeting. And Erica's like, you should have had me there. Can you imagine her attitude if she had been there? Now, we know that she showed up to Kyle's Christmas party with an attitude, but is that because Rinna was like, hey, we had a whole meeting without you talking about the LA Times article? Anyway, uh, Andy then segues into, did you know about any money trouble before this? And she's like, yes, my card when I was in when I was in New York on Broadway was declined. And then Andy does Andy does this all the time, especially with Kyle. He asks as if he doesn't know the answer. Anyone hear about any money troubles from Tom? Anybody? And Kyle's like, well, I only heard what you heard. She's like, sorry, Andy. And he's like, well, we heard that, you know, possibly there was a bunch of lawsuits. And Erica goes, why not tell me? Oh, Okay. Because if every time someone heard gossip about someone else, they just went directly there. That's not how it works. And I don't know. I just can't. I don't see even in like a normal set. Why would you ever go bring that up to somebody? People get defensive. Although Andy's kind of nosy. But it was also when, you know, they heard it at his baby shower from Bethany, in case anyone listening doesn't know. Bethany, it's been, articles have come out that Bethany was the one who told Kyle and Andy about the money problems. But um, it was his baby shower. They were like, whatever, and they just kept having fun. So then Andy asks, he's like, I'm getting a lot of questions from people saying, how are you paying for your glam? And Erica snaps, you just told me I make a lot on the show in an earlier segment. That's how, okay? That's how I'm spending that money. Okay, well, I would just like to point something out, Erica. And that is when Andy said, I know what you make on the show. It ain't bad. 
You responded, I gave all my money to Tom. Well, so then which is it? So you do have money for glam and excess spending, so therefore could have left Tom? Or you see where I'm going with this? Okay, but then he brings up the waterproof mascara question that Camille Grammer, I mean, a bunch of people posted that, but Camille was the most like famous that said, hey, look, we were in the Bahamas and swimming in the ocean and she never had dripping mascara down her face. When they flashed back to that scene, I forgot just how egregious the mascara running was. It was like, it really was intentional now that I, because I kind of, I fought that conspiracy that there was any intention behind the mascara running. But I've worn mascara, I don't know, my whole life basically. And it 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 would take effort to get it to run like that and not dab it. Like you, she would have, I don't know, it, it definitely looked bizarre and out of, and unnatural. Um. But then Erica answers, she's like, uh, I always wear it because I always wear waterproof mascara because I have allergies in my eyes. And so, yeah, I just I just happen to not be wearing it that day. Just a total coincidence. And so Andy then like is like, OK, well, then like, but why not wear it that day? If you're saying you always wear it like that. Why? Why? Like, seriously, why? And Rinna realizes that her old buddy needs some help. So she's like, it's probably because, you know, you have so many different glam people. You know, that was just a different makeup artist that day. And they just used, they just used the wrong mascara. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. I, I was prepared for that, for that response. Like when, when Andy asked the question about the mascara, I was prepared for Erica to be like, what are you talking? No. It wasn't on purpose. And I didn't have a tissue with me because I didn't think I was going to sob like that. But the way she answered, I was like, oh, shit. So it was totally intentional. And she's like, I don't need anyone's sympathy. Like, you kind of do. It would really benefit you to get sympathy at that point in time. So, so then Andy asks, have you spoken to Tom? And she said yes. And I actually believed her here that she... Oops, my dogs are barking. Give me one second. All right, I'm back. After scolding them. Okay, so I actually do believe that Erica is concerned for Tom. Um, My theory, I know I've talked about it before, I'm just going to repeat it one more time, is Erica never thought that these lawsuits against Tom about not paying victims were going to matter because Tom, in her mind, was untouchable. So when word came in that, no, no, this is very serious, he's about to, he's being accused of stealing so much money that now he won't have any money. I think that is when Erica's like, are you fucking kidding? All right, well, let me get the hell out. Um, we'll play up the accident and the cognitive decline and... Hopefully, those stupid victims 
it'll be sh- it'll be proven that they actually did get their money and Tom can keep all this money and the 20 years of marriage will be worth the payout because I think deep down she is just hoping Tom gets exonerated so that she can get that money. I mean, she put in a lot of work with this man. Ooh. A lot of work. Like imagine Ain't no way this woman has been sexually attracted to Tom. It's clearly been a business transaction. No judgment on it, but putting in all that work for 20-something years only to come out with nothing? Ooh. That's why she's angry. She really hates these victims. She can't eke out true sympathy for them because she's the victim. She's 100% the victim in this situation. So she does love Tom. Tom was her cash cow. So she, I believe that she is concerned about him. And then Andy, Andy is like, so wait, then why was it such a big deal in La Quinta when Garcelle told the ladies, <laughs> hold on, my dogs are barking again. This must be such a treat for the listeners, all these all these stops. I'll do my best to edit them out, but it's kind of hard. Anywho, so yeah, uh, Andy's like, why was it such a big deal for Garcelle to share with the ladies that Tom calls you? Now, here she just makes zero sense, in my opinion. She said she blew up at Garcelle because she hadn't shared that they spoke, and there were the rumors that it was a sham. There were rumors that it was a sham, but then wouldn't it wouldn't it prove your point more that it wasn't a sham, that it really was just the end of a long marriage if he did call and say, I love you, I miss you? What it didn't coincide with and what I wish Andy, oh, this is what Andy did wrong. He didn't compare the things that she said in the beginning of the season about Tom to what she was saying now or throughout Like, he didn't go into when she contradicted herself. Like, right here, I wish he had said, okay, but when you first told us about getting divorced, it was because Tom had gotten so cold and unloving, and you said, I love you, and he said, thanks, hon. That was the story you were telling. Uh, Conversations had been reduced down to a sentence or two. So... That is where he missed the mark for me, is that now, like, it's kind of like she got a do-over. She got a chance to come to this reunion and be like, okay, now this is the story we're going to go with. This story here. Okay, forget everything I said in in the season. Because the very first thing we heard was that she was basically a forgotten, unloved housewife. Devoted and loving to Tom while he was just dismissive. Then we hear that he actually, for the past three or four years or whatever it was, he actually, it was because he was slowly getting dementia and I was just a whipping boy. Okay. Hmm. So that, that is what we were lacking from. And that may, that would have actually made me maybe less mad when I watched the episode because instead I know that Andy is, it's probably hard not to be scared of Erica, even though we're like, I would be up in her face. I know I wouldn't be. I would be one of two. I would either be doing nothing or I would lose my mind and my face would get hot and I would black out with anger because 
she's she's really hard to stay calm around while still making a point because she's so combative. And so I get that maybe like he doesn't have the catalog of information like we do. He really does have so many things going on, like sh- like shows to keep track of. But yeah, he could have. I wish he had. I wish there had been a producer in his ear saying, but that's not what she said. Okay, we'll continue. We'll move on. He's like, uh, Andy's like, oh, so like he calls you regularly. And er- I don't know if I believe this, but Eric is like, he's called five times today. And stupid Renny goes, oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. Wow. Brenna, are you even listening? I think she just heard Erica's tone and inflection, and she's like, that must have been a big moment. Let me let me give you something here. <laughs> so Andy then says, have you expressed your anger towards him? And Erica, yes, I have. I've asked why he put me in this position. And Andy, boom, he goes, have you asked him if you did it? And then she's, that's when she's like, I asked him what, I, what, and starts crying. And then Rinna, Rinna goes, it's okay. And Erica goes, it's not okay. And uh, Andy then says, did you ask if he stole money from the victims? And then Erica, because it's such a direct question, like she's already answered it in a vague sense. Now Andy's like, okay, how specific do you want me to get? And then he doesn't acknowledge it. And it doesn't matter what he says because he's incompetent. Now, honey, this is a whole different story, okay? Like now he's so fucking incompetent that he can barely remember what happened yesterday. Like, you let this man get to that point? It's only been, what, well, I guess it's been like a year. And it is true, if someone is experiencing that decline, if you put them through a very stressful scenario, I bet it would accelerate that decline. But girl, girl. So wait, if he's incompetent, why were you even thinking about asking him, why would you put me in this position? Like, as soon as Andy said, did you like, do you express your anger towards him? I feel like if if he really didn't know what was going on and was in complete like Alzheimer's dementia blackout confusion, she'd be like, well, no, because he doesn't know what's happening. He's scared. He's, you know, he's not there. So expressing my anger would really just stress him out. Instead, she's like, I asked him, why would you leave me with millions of lawsuits pointed at me okay well then did you ask if he stole from victims he can't answer that he is incompetent what here we get to the big question the big question everybody wants to know is 20 million dollars was supposedly deposited or transferred to ej global and eric was like nope Nope, that did not happen. I don't know where the hell the LA Times, that old rag, I don't know where they got that, but no. And Kathy, our queen, is just putting on lipstick. Just real quick touch up. At one point, Kyle like looks over and sees that Kathy's about to do it. 
And you could tell for a split second, she's like, should I tell her not to? She's like, it's fine. They'll probably zoom in on it. And that's what they do. And it was a nice break. Because Kathy don't care. Her lips, she needed a touch-up. And so uh, Andy's like, well, you know, what? where did the money go then? Like, what happened to this money? And Eric is like, this is a long bankruptcy. And I am not in bankruptcy. But I'm being sued by everyone who thinks I have some pot of gold at some rainbow uh i don't think they think you have a pot of gold honey but they know that you're sitting on quite a lot of treasures so you got something you could sell a couple big ticket jewelry items and probably help them out a little but then erica does make a valid point she does she says you know if they start to dig into this does every lawyer's salary need to be clawed back? Like every, basically anybody who got paid through Girardi and Keese, which I agree with. I think it's easy to make Erica like the fall guy on this, but Erica, how come none of the other lawyers? I mean, granted, I don't understand the money. It seems like Tom ran, ran everything at the top and not one other person came near him. So I don't get the hierarchy of it, but it's not like he worked there by himself. So because they're married, clearly, that's um, the issue. But I, I do agree with that part. Like it's it's not just going to be me that gets in trouble if this all comes out. There's got to be partners at the firm that are going to get busted, too. Maybe even some judges. It just seemed like it was a much bigger operation than just little old Tom. And I certainly don't think Erica was in any way a mastermind, which she says. Um, and then Andy's like, well, then how come, like, if you're, how, why are you roped into it? And, and Kyle then, like, gives her a little alley-oop. And she's like, what about the mistresses? You know, and Erica says, yeah, should we get the money out of their ass? No, don't understand it. Don't understand that part whatsoever. But I think she was just in the heat of the moment and she's playing her character. And sometimes I think her character gets the best of her. Pull it out of your ass. Pull it out of their ass. I don't know. Um, then we get to the cognitive decline bit. And then I'm back to being mad at her again because Andy's like, so wait. You say that basically the accident is kind of why all this money could have been improperly used. But this LA Times article is talking about decades, honey. And that's when she goes, I don't know. That would have been well before I was on this show. And Andy's like, what the hell does that have to do with anything? What does this? Sh- what are you talking about? And um, she's like, I'm not a doctor. Well, honey, you've been real quick to talk about his ailments and his t- cognitive decline and his accident and the blah, blah, blah. Ugh. And so then Andy's like, have any of you heard the rumors about him being corrupt? And everyone's like, no, I've never heard of that, which I don't necessarily think is true. Um, I feel like it. But you know what? When you're at that level of wealth, everyone's a little evil. You know, there's like rumors about everybody. So I feel like when you get to that echelon, you're just like, sure, maybe I've heard of it, but who hasn't, you know? And then there's this part um, where she says, I wouldn't have been on on a reality TV show if I had known any of this. And I don't know if that is true. 
I don't know if, like, I don't think she knew the extent of his debt and how he was leveraging the house on in multiple loans. I don't think she knew that, but I, I do think she'd be on reality TV. You know, this we've seen it time and time again. You know, people come, like the, a housewife comes on and then all these scandals get uncovered and you're like, why come on reality TV? I think that when you've been getting away with it for so long and Tom has clearly just made things go away, I think she was like, well, haters can say whatever they want. That's sort of been her persona. So I do, she knew there was something maybe not above board about everything. Um, Because even though it's funny, Tom never seemed to me to be this like fighting for the good guy kind of a character. You know, I was supposed to be reminded of that, like when they talk about Aaron Brockovich and even Doreen at one point. It's like, I wanted to be a lawyer because I wanted to help people too. And Tom always came across as some kind of typical, rich, mean white guy. Um, then we get this part about Sutton, because Andy asks Sutton about that rumor she'd heard about the partner at the firm. And... It was just so strange the way Erica handled this part. Um, I I understood it, but again, I don't understand how anyone was supposed how Sutton was supposed to know that she was like running some secret investigation trying to get to the bottom of it. And so when Sutton's like, I don't know, it's just a rumor. She's like, Well, tell me who it was. Help me so I can investigate. I'm like, Oh, okay. And then when Sutton realized, like, that's what she was doing, she's like, oh, okay, well, you know, you never asked. So so they wrap that up, and then uh, Andy's like, what upset you the most about the thing at Dorit's? And Erica's like, I worked so hard to be open and honest. Girl, just because you say those two words over and over again doesn't mean that that's what was going on. Okay. And then Dorit Dorit says, "Okay, but we had never talked about the lawsuit." And Erica's like, "We never talked about your lawsuits either." And then they flash back to Dorit talking about her lawsuit. So yeah, she has talked about it. And then Erica has the gall to say, "You could have asked questions to my face." And then Sutton goes, "I did ask you to your face." And Erica's like, "But not after the meeting." What meeting? Are you talking about the meeting at Dorit's? Because yes, Sutton did ask questions after that. Did she have the right attitude? No, but no one could ask a question without you yelling at them. And then Andy says, it didn't go so great when they did ask you things. And she's like, who cares? I'm like, well, because like, you know, it's just human nature. And then at the dinner, I was too cold, but then I was too much. I can't win here, which is just, it's like, so the only options we have with Erica are cold and scary or yelling, biting serpent face and scary. There's not like, she's not, she didn't ever seem open to conversation. Not one time. Even at this reunion when she says, I'm here to answer any of your questions. And as soon as someone asks a question, she's like, don't ask me any fucking questions. And so when she says, I can't win here, Dorit goes here or out there. 
And Eric goes, both. Crystal said I wasn't angry enough. And Crystal's all, okay, that's just not what happened. I actually said, where's your anger towards him? And, she, and Crystal's so calm. She's like, it's just like a normal question. Like, I haven't seen it. She's like, well, it's there. And just because I'm not reacting the way you guys want me to react. And then Andy, again, is like, that's not what we're saying. We're just sort of kind of like, we're trying to figure out how you feel. And all you do when we ask you, how do you feel about this, is say, how do you think I feel? We don't know. Okay, then Rena says something stupid, and I'm not even going to discuss what she says because I just can't with her. Um, it was some bullshit about like don't talk about people behind their backs. <sighs> but Garcelle goes to Rinna. She's like, if you care so much about Erica, why are you pushing Sutton to say things that could hurt Erica? And Rinna looks so busted. She's like, well, I was just like, you know, you know, you were saying like if if Erica was here, I would be like, you know. So I'm like, well, she's here. Just say it. Just say it. You know. Just. Just me being Rena. And then Kyle with when Kyle goes full head tilt, she's um she know she she knows that what she's saying is totally hypocritical and bullshit. So she's like tilting her head and she's like, Sutton is the one who called the meeting, and she's the one who like let it, and she's the one who had the questions, and so uh that's why that's why I didn't really say anything. And then Angie reads this amazing viewer question from a, from some Mary in Long Island. God bless Mary from Long Island. And it's like, Crystal, you were quiet. Kyle, you were a kiss ass. Dorit, you were duplicitous or complacent. I don't remember. It was a really fun big word. What was up with that? And Kyle's like, I did ask questions. I asked so many questions that I felt bad. And then they flash back to the one question she asked. Did you know any of this? And guess how guess how Erica answered that one? She went, what do you think? So then Kyle had to be like, I don't think you did. She's like, okay, then. So, okay. Do you see what you're doing, Erica? See what you're doing? Uh, and so then Erica, they go to like change topics, but Garcelle leans over to Sutton and like whispers. She's like, you know, did Erica apologize to you? And and Sutton like kind of shakes her head no, but then Erica catches it and she's like, what? 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 And she's like, I'm not going to apologize. And then she goes into uh, explain and, and she's like, for what? For sticking up for myself? For for making sure not not backing down? And Andy's like for threatening her. And she's like, well, let me explain what that that threat meant and Kyle's like yeah I don't think I knew what that meant either she's like well I'm gonna tell you and right then I just wanted Kyle to be like take it fucking down a notch like stop okay I get you're looking out for yourself and blah 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 but you're just being a straight bitch okay and she explains what she really meant and it's it's funny because the reason so the reason she gives is well look you know this is my year to be in the hot seat but Next year, it could be someone else. Next year, it could be Sutton. And I'm not going to show the grace that I would normally, which is her way of saying in this group, keeping things quiet is being a friend. She has kept so many things in the vault, which is why we've been so bored on how on Beverly Hills Housewives. 
No one brings up anything juicy or meaty going on in anyone's life. So we just get a one track season and that's it because they they don't want it to veer off the path because it might hit them. So it totally tracks that Erica thought that was a huge threat because on this show, outing someone's secrets on camera is the biggest threat there is on this cast. But of course, they're like, well, if you had said that, that would have been Garcelle. She's like, if you had said that, that would have been easier to digest than I'm coming for you. And Erica goes, I'm coming for you a slang. Oh, thank you. Oh, it's slang. <laughs> That's what the kids are saying these days. Get out of here. And Andy goes, it was scary to watch. And Erica to Andy. Now, when I rewatched it, I realized that she really was saying this to in response to Andy. And she goes, oh, please, if this was Potomac, if this was New York, if this was Atlanta, it would be a conversation. It's only in Beverly Hills that everyone is so precious. I wanted to reach through my screen. Mm-mm-mm. Don't you dare utter the names of Potomac and Atlanta. Don't even utter New York. You know, last season and the season before not included, but classic New Don't even. Because she took she took what has been a fan generated um opinion. Like as a, a an account creator, an account creator, a content creator, uh and in this world, we've all been saying making posts about how if this was another cast, Erica would not be getting away with this so easily. This would be a very different season. She took that kind of fan favorite opinion and and spun it to make it somehow work in her favor. And I'm like, no, no, you have, you've missed the point of that. Uh, Atlanta and Potomac, you wouldn't have gotten in their face and they just got in your face a little bit and back down. If you guys had a fight, you better believe that they're going home and they're looking on Google and they're researching and they're on Twitter and they are making sure they find out all of your fucking skeletons. They have the streets. Remember how many times they're like the word on the street? Atlanta says the same shit. Don't even try, Erica. Don't. Just don't. When she even dared. Uh Uh-uh. And then Andy was so fun with the Bravo account at Queens of Bravo got a nice shout out because uh, they had a post that said, Erica screamed at everybody, but not once did anyone call her a bully. And Garcelle either retweeted it or liked it and just said, thank you. And Garcelle, it was really geared towards Dorit. Like, hi, Dorit, you're going to call Garcelle a bully? But what about Erica? Garcelle is the one who actually says, I wish I'd stepped in and and just said, enough, girl. You've done enough. But then we find out that Sutton hired security. I think I actually did know that from the after show. Uh, They talk about it in one of them. And so I don't know if you saw... I know I posted it, but Sutton also posted something on her page. She did an interview where she said that um, 
in the after show, she'd said that Erica whispered something to her that was so much worse than anything that made it to the made it to air. And she'll never repeat it. And she hadn't even told Garcelle because in the after show, Garcelle was like, what was it? Why won't you even tell me? She's like, I won't say it. I won't say it. Uh, and then when Sutton did a podcast interview after they filmed the reunion, she said to, she said to the interviewer, I wasn't going to say it, but Andy got it out of me. And so I was like, ooh, are we going to see Andy like poking at her, being like, say it, Sutton, say it. But I think that all we got, because I had to like piece it together, I think Sutton, when she says, you threatened to come after me and my family, I think that was the thing that Erica uttered under her breath, which is, it's kind of anticlimactic. I was like, well, it's okay. Well, I mean, but I'll, by the way, Erica's saying under her breath, I'm coming after you and your family. That isn't the same as I'm not going to be so kind if it's your turn next year to get the shit while we film. I'm going to come after you and your family is a little more serious. And Erica doesn't flinch. She goes, you came after me and my family. I'm going to say something. It's kind of a hot take, but I'm going to say it. Sutton does deserve a lashing out, not a lashing, a lash out. What's the word I'm looking for? She deserves a retaliation, a response from Erica. If Erica's clinging to the narrative that she's completely telling the truth and there's nothing to hide, and Sutton is straight saying she made a deal with the devil. I don't believe you. You've lied. Do I think it deserves this type of a response? No. But she's going to get a response. That is allowed from Erica. So this is where Erica tries to take something that makes sense. But like she doesn't quite make sense coming out of her mouth the way it does. So when she says you came after me and my family, you're going to get a response. I'm like, that is true. But then when you see the response, it's just, it's too vile. You know, this is not our first housewives fight that we've seen. You know, we have seen so many wars. And I think it's a universal understanding that the way Erica responds to things is just worse than really anything we've ever seen. And is it because the other women don't fight back? Is it because they look like innocent little puppies? And if this was Candace or if this was Nini or Sheree or hell, even Giselle, they would fight back. And because they don't fight back at all, whether is it editing? Like when when Sutton's like, look, I have my I'm entitled to my opinion. And Erica's like, and I'm entitled to mine. And Sutton says, well, let's talk about it like an adult. I am an adult. Well, you were not acting like an adult. And then Erica comes up with, well, you were being a bitchy fucking cunt. Oh, my God. And I've, I, you know, I rewatched it and I rewound that part two times. So I watched it three full times in this last rewatch. 
I don't think Sutton did say anything because it's it couldn't have been edited together that way because Erica keeps talking and they keep the camera on Sutton and they would have just been a strange way to edit it. And as funny as it is to see Kyle go like, oh, my God, it's like just somebody go, Sh- you, Erica, that's just gross. But I think everyone goes into a state of shock. Like, did she really just say that? She did. So they go back and forth a little bit, and here we go again. Sutton says, I didn't see you worried about the victims. And Erica, how do you know? You know what, bitch? You need to stop with that. You really you really do. You need to stop playing that hand. The how do you know? You don't know. You don't know what I do. Okay, but that's the point. If you're not going to communicate with me those that information, I don't know. And so at least one time say, look, I do care about the victims. I can't talk about it on camera. And clearly she never does talk about it. And then Sutton's like, you pretended to be my friend because they go back and forth about how lying um, and like not like omitting details, like not saying that that Tom had a had a huge accident, but just saying that he broke his ankle um is you lying and uh and she said also you pretended to be my friend down in la quinta and you weren't and you know what that's called lying and erica's so proud of herself no that's called playing your ass playing her ass to do what though like what if there was like a con going on, what's the con? Like, what do you get out of pretending to be Sutton's friend? None of us could figure out what it was. None of us had a clue as to what the upside to it was. But okay. And they go back and forth a little bit more about the uh, accident and what was told originally versus what really happened. And then Erica says a really weird thing again. She says that once Tom's team said that he was incompetent, I came out with the whole story. What the fuck? Now, I'm going to try to talk through this. So she's saying that the accident is what's caused the cognitive decline. But she didn't want anyone to know that that was happening because it's like Tom, he's powerful. She's protecting him. But once it was announced that he was in cognitive decline, she told the whole story. I actually have to tell you that that's not true timeline-wise. Because in La Quinta, when she told the whole story for the first time, mind you, different details that she will soon give us at this reunion, when she told them that, it was the next day that the article came the article popped up that Tom had been hospitalized and everyone was like hospitalized like now. And they realized that it was a report from, he was hospitalized years ago from this accident. So she actually got it wrong. I think that she told the accident story and told her lawyers, all right, I dropped that accident story on him, run that piece on him being hospitalized from it. It just was a very orchestrated thing, but she, they did not. That, that's not the timeline, Erica. And then Rinna's bit 
about, you know, not being hard enough on Erica happens and I don't care because Rena doesn't know what's going on anymore. She just opens her mouth. Words comes out. She doesn't even know. She's like, and then she like feigns compassion. I can't. It just makes me too sad. Like she's still on the show. Ugh. So Andy, he says this weird thing where everyone's like, what? He's like, the level of questioning for LVP with Puppygate, you know, you could have inferred that she stole from orphans and widows. And both Erica and Kyle are like, huh? And what he tries, what I guess he was trying to say is, you guys questioned this woman to no end. And this was about leaking a story. Potentially, that's about it. So, But now you've got Erica here. And you're not even going to say anything about that. It, it it didn't land, Andy. But then Andy reads a question. He's like, so Erica, you and Sutton were such good friends. So why did you get so mad? And before she before he can finish, she goes, that's why I don't understand why she flipped on me, Andy. He's like, okay. And then Sutton's like, you wouldn't talk to me. And they go back and forth about, about that. Now, she, okay, so it's true, though, that when Sutton, voice, I mean, Sutton was pretty strong. Sutton said it all. She did not know how to play, like, the game with this. She just came out and said it at Dorit's house. She was like, I don't buy it. Uh, girls, they spent it. And she was just really open about that. So Erica already heard it, was like, fuck her. I don't ever want to talk to her again. I don't need to hear it. I don't need to be on camera talking about it. That's for sure. So I I understand why Erica wouldn't have wanted to talk to Sutton, to be honest. Um, Sutton handled it all, in my opinion, just very weird. It's like she's going to say a very bold statement and then be like, why don't we just talk about it? It's like, no, no, honey, you're saying you don't believe this woman and that she's lying about a very big thing an incriminating thing so i i understand actually why erica's like i'm not talking to you um and sutton keeps thinking that they can like be friends and talk it through but i'm like do you know what you're saying though how do you expect her to be like okay yep i am lying no she's not gonna say that never she can't so It'll be interesting, obviously, this goes without saying Captain Obvious over here, but, you know, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out this season, which they're already filming, and I'm so happy about that. Um, All right, so we're going to go into, I might need to stretch first, we're going to go into the accident story, where she's going to tell the accident story again. I'm going to play the clip because it's just so good, because it's... It's just so good. It's hilarious. And we'll we'll discuss. So here here we go. You found him after he was unconscious for 12 hours? Yes, it's in it's actually 9 cuz I w- went back and did the math. It's actually 9. Is there a police report? They can't find one. But he called you or he they ca- found you no, found no, him. No, no, no. I talked to him last at 9 p.m. He was leaving an event on the west side. I did not talk to him again until 6 a.m. in the morning. After midnight, something ain't right. 
Right. Okay. So I kept calling and calling and calling. No answer, no answer, no answer, no answer, no answer, no, no answer. At 6 a.m., the phone rings and it's Tom. I'm like, where are you? Where are you? And he goes, hi, I don't know where I am. I think I'm on the west side. And the phone disconnects. Oh, God. Did you do find my phone? He has a flip phone. phone. Come on. Keep up. So then he calls back. Oh, God. And I go, hey, what happened? Where are you? Where are you? And he goes, I think I'm close or in the backyard. Well, I'm looking at the backyard and he's not there. So I go, what do you see? And he says, I see the bridge. Right. So that immediately tells me he's below our house, meaning But the did he say back. I had a car accident? No. Can I finish my story? I'm this telling is, you the truth. This word is why word. we don't want to ask you anything. Right. This is, it's but, okay. But please don't interrupt me while I'm trying, because okay. I, would, I don't want to get, thought. I don't, yeah, look, okay, let me on. finish out. So I go down and I see the car tilted, no Tom. Tom is at the bottom of the ravine. No Tom. What's <laughs> so funny? Okay, from the top. He's on the west side. Nine o'clock, he calls her. All right, nine o'clock, he calls. He's leaving the west side. First, she had said 12 hours. And I think the reason why she had to get more specific and change that time frame was because there's probably like phone records and whatnot. But just so you know, from the west side to Pasadena, depending on the night, it could be like 30, 45 minutes up to an hour even. Takes a minute. So when she first told us this story or told the ladies this story in La Quinta, what she said was he had been missing and Kyle was like, hold on, wait, so were you worried, whatever? And Erica says, I just figured he was with some other woman. So she did not make it seem as if she was alarmed or anything like that. Um, but now apparently she was calling all night long, trying to trying to get a hold of him. She also forgot to point out or mention that her son helped her find him. Remember when she said that? Okay, so you would think when she's finally giving this thorough story, she would have said, my son got off work, he came over, we went looking for Tom. Instead, no, she doesn't mention him at all. Her mannerisms and her hand gestures in all this are very fake. It's like, Whenever she tells the story of the accident, her hand gestures get so elaborate and theatrical, and it's like they're assisting her in remembering what the story is. Um, it's bullshit. I, I'm trying so hard, girl, but it's bullshit. You are just making shit up. Where's your son was there? You said that at that dinner. You said, my son helped me find Tom. And I revealed that in La Quinta. And Kyle said, no, you didn't. You, this is the first time I'm hearing it. She's like, I did. I said it. Well, you had a chance now to say it again, but you didn't. So. Hmm. Okay. Girl. No, just no. 
I do love the way she's like she the way she puts her hand down she's like and I see Tom I see the car flip down like this no Tom he was at the bottom of the ravine and he says why was it snowing where your son was we're not gonna talk about that let's just focus on the fact that it was my son and not Tom's son okay no, I'd like to focus on this very small detail that you thought you could say. When she rehearsed her monologue that she was planning on telling Kyle, Tom's house was broken into, burglar, blah, 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 blah. I don't think she meant to say snow. I think she I think she, she slipped up. It was snowing where he was. I think she just kind of messed up. She just like topped it up. She got a, She improvised. She took it too far. She doesn't have an answer for why there was snow. Okay. Andy talks about how it doesn't seem like she cares about the victims. And she says, you know how I can serve the victims? He says, tell me. By rolling up my sleeves and getting to the bottom of it. <laughs> oh, yeah, Erica. Yeah. Okay. The bottom of it is that Tom owes them money. Tom took their money. Solved it. Case closed. Turn over enough stuff that gets you out of this lawsuit and give them, give them that money and then we're good. Then Dorit, Dorit's like, but, you know, Erica, you can say that. Erica, Dorit calls. She's like, it's a beautiful thing what you just said. You can say that. And Erica's like, I just did. She's like, no, but now, but like, you could have said that. And then Erica goes to a place of third person and says, Erica has cooperated. Erica is being sued daily. Erica, oh, girl, at the place of third person, she unhinged. She's totally lost, lost the plot. She is now speaking about Eric. She's like, this was on my note cards. My lawyer said, Erica, you've done this, this, and that. And I will repeat it. So they kind of like want to wrap it up. And Andy's like, all right. So ladies, do you feel that things were answered today? And Kyle, because she's so terrified that Erica could still be mad at her. She's like, well, I think, you know, I'm really glad that you explained that accident because that really cleared things up. And Dorit's like, yes, totally. It really, really did. I'm like, it didn't, but okay. And then Kyle's like, things get lost in translation. That's, that doesn't, she doesn't speak another language. Okay, it's not, there's no translating. She speaks English and she's telling varying, differing stories. And so like, Andy does like, Garcelle, how do you feel about it? And Sutton, how do you feel? And then Crystal, how do you feel? And she's like, I'm good. And then Erica realizes that she might have lost one. So she's like, I'm sorry for biting your head off. It's fine. And I was like, yes, leave it there. Like, leave it. I want it. I want it to just be mad at her. I love it. And then Erica goes into this like kind of closing monologue. She's like, I want to thank you all for hearing me out today. This isn't pretty. It's ugly. But I want to thank you. But then Kathy's like, what? one thing before we go, I want to say I'm sorry to Garcelle. And I love the way Garcelle's like, what? 
why me? And she's like, I wasn't allowed to go to your party. And I just assumed someone told you. And so I felt bad. And it was very, it's a cute little moment that they have. So they cut to commercial and I'm like, everything is great. And then they come back from commercial and Erica's like, hey, Crystal, I am sorry. And Crystal's like, it's totally fine. And then I'm bummed out. I'm like, no, stay strong. Whatever. And so they do like the little, okay, guys, final thoughts. Let's wrap it up. And Garcelle says she actually does feel more connected in the group, which is shocking considering uh, Dory and Rinna were coming for her so hard. And uh, Andy asks Sutton, like, what would you take back if you could take back a moment? And she's like, oh, definitely my conversation with Crystal. And like they give each other a really cute look and Sutton just says, just listen. And you're like, yes. So that's good. We needed to we needed to know you fucked up. And then Erica says to Andy, I want to thank you for asking the tough questions. And then Patrick comes out with the martinis and Crystal and Sutton both do bottoms up and they give themselves give each other little cheers across the room and it was a great way to end the season with them being in a good place. I am, for the first time ever, I've paid more attention to when they're starting filming for the following season. And it's perfect that they don't have a lot of downtime because this is one of those moments where you want them to be fresh off the reunion going right into the next season because they they have a lot of tension and I want to see it play out. Um. Anyway, um, final thoughts on this season. Well, um, we've created a monster because Erica has misconstrued all of this negative attention as just attention and thinks that she's the star of the show. And what I've come to find is that when she's leading the show, it is a dark and ugly experience. Um, I wish Sutton was stronger and just done with Erica. I just want her to go into this next season. Like, don't fucking talk to me. I don't want to talk to you. Bye bye. But instead, it's probably going to be like polite, you know, pleasantries while Erica just stares at her and she just keeps Sutton just keeps handing Erica opportunities to be a bitch to her. And I just don't want her to. I want her to be stronger. Uh, there's been leaked photos of Garcelle and Erica working out together for filming. And I don't know. I don't love it. But the thing is, they've got to film with each other. Like, they're going to do this show. You're going to, if you want to be in this, on the show, in the cast, you have to have a relationship with the people on it. You know, you can't do the like outcast thing because then you just don't you're not going to get asked back or you'll get demoted mid-season. Dorit has a storyline which is that she's had her house, she was robbed at gunpoint with her kids sleeping in the other room, which is traumatizing and I I kind of can't imagine how, you know, grief and recovery is is a very personal thing, but personally, and I'm pretty sure Bravo would have understood uh, her taking a little time off 
and maybe coming in, you know, a few weeks into filming. But Dorit, they need this paycheck. Um, Kyle will be Kyle. I think we've got maybe two seasons more with Kyle. Um, I hope we see Kim. I hope they let Kim film, but I know that they're really trying to keep her off camera because she's just looking really rough and not like not physically, just her whole energy has got that like crazy lady on the bus energy. There's that's the only way to describe it. Like she's not fully there. I love Kim, but I know why they're keeping her off camera. I mean, for crying out loud, they won't even let her book come out. Um, Kathy will be there doing her thing. I would not be a, I would not be opposed to um, Kathy having a, you know, remember how Kim said, don't lose your temper. I, I would like to see her lose her temper, please. That would be lovely. Can we can we get a little shot of that? Um, I would I'm so curious to see how Crystal comes off this next season. Because she was so nervous and she's gone through a lot of hate. And to me, she came off like a mean girl at a few junctures. But her making up with Sutton on the boat and then the way she handled herself with Grace at the reunion. Very curious. Rinna has this lawsuit. She's going to be just was released today that she's going to be going to court about the and I am totally on her side I think paparazzi need to be reined in they make way too much money off of photos of people I don't know what the deal is though I think that sometimes celebrities have a deal with the photographers so I don't know exactly and I think she they're saying that she was like in a breach of a contract or something but don't quote me on that I don't that's the Bravo docket is a great podcast if you want any sort of legal information they are awesome over there the bravo docket you can also follow them on instagram at the same handle but they do all that legal breakdown stuff um who am i missing did i say who did i say who's that who did i miss oh rena i don't care oh yeah i just said her who am i missing i'm missing someone i said kyle kathy garcelle i don't think i went into much of garcelle uh garcelle hmm this will be interesting. I think Garcelle has handled herself like a queen, but I can see her having a bad season. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. It's just a weird instinct, kind of because everyone has to have one. I can't figure out what it could be, though, but um, I mean, I'd be here for it to see how she handles it, but I, she just seems like such a kind of deep down good person and like her maybe like flaws aren't deep enough to like it's not like some well you don't know but it's not like something could like come out that would be like oh that's dark answer to that Garcelle um but I'm open to it I'm open to I feel like she could take it I think that's the only like I say that I say that she could possibly have a bad season not because I think that like that would be the end of her. I just want to see how she'd navigate it because she's she's been pretty badass um, this season. So 
So, yeah, then they got a newbie. She's an actress. I think she's coming in as Dorit's friend or Rina's, maybe Rina's friend. Don't quote me on that because a lot of the time they just sort of test people and they see how they do on camera with the group and what they can get out of them. So I would have personally liked to see one of Garcelle's friends more than I would have liked to see another white chick on the show. I would have loved for one of Garcelle's really cool friends to come on to kind of even maybe that's still going to happen. It's possible. These things sort of slowly they only just started filming either last week or just a few days ago. So I'm going to cross my fingers that a Garcelle friend makes it on because that would be the moment. I also would love to just see more culture, period. Beverly Hills is a multicultural, granted, you know, high, high, high money. Yes, very white. But there's also some badass Persians, some badass Armenians. Let's let's just mix it up a little bit more. I don't need to see another white actress. I'm also done with actresses. I don't want to see any more actresses. Like they all know the game in a way that's it's like they know film, even though it's not reality TV, but they know, you know what I mean? They know it too much. They know it too well. Let's there's so many women that live in Beverly Hills. I get that they need to be connected to the group in some way. But they've got plenty of friends. Maybe they don't want to be on the show. Maybe that's it. Maybe there is a shortage of their own friends that they could kind of be like, no, no, I know this person in the peripheral of my life. Maybe there aren't a lot of people like that that are going, sure, yeah, I do the show. Because if you have a lot of money, you don't need the show. It's a lot to put yourself through. But I mean, come on. These people are all fame hungry. This is LA. I live here. I can say that. But... All right, we'll see. I mean, they've got a lot to live up to. Obviously, Erica's legal stuff is nowhere near done. So we get to see her lie some more about it. Um, but yeah. So this is this is my finale episode of season one of my podcast. So thanks for anyone who's been listening. Um, hit me up on Instagram. Let me know. I don't know. Let me know if there's something that you would like to see from or hear, I guess, from this podcast. Um, Sorry, I didn't have a guest today, but uh, I kind of like just talking to myself sometimes. That's sort of why initially I started the podcast. Um, Oh, this podcast. It's done so much for me. Um, But anyway, guys, follow me on Instagram at We Speak Housewives and I'll see you next time. Bye bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.